allies step into pools of streetlight. The walking crowds part to reveal a path. But mysteries still abound in the puddled streets. And among them, perhaps the galaxy's biggest mystery, the Force. Welcome to Coruscant Nights. So you hop in the green and orange cab and tell him to the Jedi Temple. Jedi Temple. The cab driver is a gran with his three eyes and sort of a goat kind of face. It's a bit of a drive. He starts trying to make conversation. Not interested in that. And he catches that pretty quickly. <laughs> I have just, had a bad day. And just drives to the Jedi Temple. He drops you off out front. The front doors are open. I like to imagine that the Jedi Temple is always open to anybody yeah. who wants to come in yeah you'd, you'd think that would be a temple built without doors yeah just entrances yeah so you head in and the i'm kind of rolling my eyes a yeah. while because you know this this force stuff has never really applied to my life yeah you head in the front uh entryway is very fancy and very old there's lots of pillars it's like a carpet yeah, these, these guys aren't really um Hermits, are they? They're not, they're not, they're not really uh, kind of ostentatious. Very a, fancy. Such a, a holy order. The first Jedi you see is a green-skinned Twi'lek wearing Jedi robes. Looks kind of young. It's late at night. There aren't too many people around. <laughs> he's the night crew. He's the night, he's, yeah. He's the third shift Jedi yeah. on duty. He looks like he's waiting for somebody, actually. Well, you know, it's kind of hard for me to register that because I'm super tired and very desperate and i just I, I walk up to him and say i i need your help i have some information you guys need to hear you need my help with what uh there's uh have you ever, you know i let's can we go further inside i'm not really comfortable talking in the open doorway of this place please follow me and he leads you in okay um a meditation chamber you know no thanks but you go ahead <laughs> Come uh, downstairs. All right. And he leads you to... I don't like the whole enclosed thing. Yes, it's very... Well, all the ceilings are very tall here. Yeah. Taller than any other place that you've been to on Coruscant, except for the casino. That's true. There there are even trees. Seeing trees yeah. is comforting. He leads you to the Jedi cafeteria. <laughs> for all the Jedi. Because there has to be one, the right? <laughs> they all live in this place. <laughs> And uh, please sit. Yeah, the, the they all they all have are on the Jedi meal plan. Mm-hmm. All right, I sit down and I'm kind of wringing my hands. I'm still a little nervous. The you last seem time nervous. that I told the truth, it didn't really go that well. But maybe maybe you guys already know about the dims. You guys have the dims. Do do don't you guys have force stuff? Wouldn't you wouldn't you know if the there's f- like some weird force activity going around? Yes. Are you lying? No. They've- Force does not work quite like that. I mean, if this... Listen, buddy, you can tell me. I, I, If this is all a hoax, you can just tell me. A hoax? What are you talking about? Uh, you know, you know, because I'm um, trying to... You know, you guys got all these nice positions in the Republic, and you got, you got, you know, you got, you got a little bit of power, and I, I'm not here to disrupt the social order, you know? But you can tell me. You can tell me if it's all a hoax. I, I'm afraid that I'm not following... All right. Tell me about the Dims. The Dims have been 
murdering a lot of people. Murder. Yes. Murder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've. I've been tracking them since the early days, and I mean, I, I always suspected what they were up to, but I, I've never been directly threatened until now. And they know I'm onto them. They know I know that they've been trying to raise the Siths again. The Siths. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, give me a real quick. <laughs> Easy lore check. Okay. Uh, I don't know how much you know about the Jedi besides what you are telling yourself is true. Well, I feel like most of my knowledge about the Jedi is just conspiracy crap. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there I may have, be some grains of truth in there. You have two, I right? I have, uh, yeah, two ranks. Roll that. Oh, a triumph. You know more than you know about the Jedi. That's two successes, three advantages, and a triumph. Okay. Which is a great roll. So you know that... I I'd know say... that their purple lightsaber crystals are actually just food dye on Kaiba crystals because it's been established. You know that the normal way that somebody would go about what you are telling them, what they would do is they would just talk. And they would go to people and they would talk about it and they'd talk to other people and they'd talk to other people and it would take them a month to actually get around to doing it. So you really need to convince this guy that action needs to be taken right now. Yeah. All right. And so I do. And you do. have a triumph. Yeah. This guy is convinced by my tone and the language that I'm using and my eloquent way with words. Okay. So since you got the triumph on lore, I would say that you chose all the exact right words. Yes. To make a Jedi a master want to of do language. something right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it was probably when you mentioned the Siths. Yeah. <laughs> the Sith. <laughs> oh, it's uh, it's you don't pluralize. Okay. Might be. Yeah. The the Sith. I totally know about the Sith. Well. There is no time to dawdle. No. Let's finish our meal and go upstairs to the... Don't you have some, like, head dudes around here? They won't do anything. All they do is talk. Well, I mean... Besides, it's the Clone Wars. They're all out among the galaxies. But don't... I mean, are you the guy in charge right now? Don't they have somebody who's, like, the shift manager or... I am just... How does this work? I am just a knight. How do you guys work? I am a knight. The masters are out fighting in the Clone Wars. All of the masters. Most of the masters. What masters are here? Master Bend is here. Master Bend? The Master Bend? You know Debo Bend? No. Master Debo Bend. Oh. Of course. Naturally. Take me to him, please. Yes. Right away. Follow me. So the Jedi Temple is like a maze, and you follow him in what seems like circles in what seems like a route that you would take to lose somebody oh yeah it's very closely patterned to the and i you know feel like it's just designed to keep someone like me from escaping mm -hmm. and, and i resent it very much eventually you make your way to a lift and this jedi well, the, the, we can't just ride up on the force it does not work like that <laughs> does it work though <laughs> do you really doubt well, I guess. And so you two are standing in front of the lift waiting for it to come down. I'm like, read my mind. Read my mind. Come on. Very well. Do a magic trick. Do a force trick. Juggle yeah. something so, with your head. With your mind. What he has. He, he's, he's good. He's a good guy. 
he closes his eyes and puts his hand out, palm up, and this little metal cylinder unclips from his belt and floats into his hand. Mm. I, I don't know. I feel like there's a magnet here I'm not seeing. I don't know. You I'm can, still not convinced. You can touch it. Well, yeah. I mean, I can touch a magnet, too. <laughs> but you know what? It doesn't there's... matter. You know what? You got your thing going on. It's fine. It's fine. Let's just go see your Jedi Master. And you hear the ding of the lift. <laughs> <laughs> and the door opens up. And you head up. You find yourself at a hallway. Many doors. What number am I thinking of? That's what I can ask. I've got one for you. Okay. In one hour, you'll be thinking of the number seven. I'm not very impressed with that prediction because you could just say seven in 20 minutes really loud. And of course I'll be thinking of seven. Um, I feel like you're going to engineer <laughs> circumstances to try and prove your point. I might engineer circumstances, <laughs> but your, your new Jedi friend is not going to. So at this point, he's introduced himself as uh, Desh Tavak. Desh Tavak. Yeah. And he knocks on a door. And after a moment, the door opens up. It is a very tall door. And how tall is Carp? Um, how tall do Mon Calamari get typically? Maybe a little taller than human. Yeah, I I feel like I'm um a fairly tall <laughs> <laughs> Mon Calamari. I do. Let rem- me be I tall. I remember that. Yeah. Let me be tall. I am not tall in real life, but I am tall in this game. Okay, so the door opens, and you are looking at is that a, is that a neck like? Oh, what? So I get to establish that I'm tall and you just get to make the next Jedi taller? Oh, this guy already exists. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) All I was just seeing what part of the body you were eye level with. Okay. And you see... I want to establish that I am taller than the Twi'lek Jedi. Yes, definitely. He is short. cool. Neck and shoulders level. Sweet. And you look up and there's a small white head on top of this long neck. He's got large, dark eyes with sort of white blue irises. And he's wearing a whitish-grayish combo of robes. Mm-hmm. Jedi Master Thibo Bend, this is... Uh, you didn't give me your name. What was your name? My name is Carp. And the Jedi Master says, It's very nice to meet you, Carp. And steps aside, gestures for you to enter. Please come in. I'm kind of impressed by the surroundings, I'm not going to lie. Very so, nice, yes. very lofty, very airy. <laughs> You get the idea that this is his personal apartment. It is very white and clean inside. Very monastic. Mm-hmm. But maybe with a little bit of a personal touch. I think the clone places on Kamino. Um, Jedi Master Debo Ben is a Kaminoan, who you happen to know is a species of cloners. So oh. that, that might oh, trigger I'm some ideas. Oh, I'm immediately on guard. <laughs> oh, man, you're a clone. He's a clone. We're all clones. Am I a clone? Did you say that? Do you say that out loud? <laughs> I don't well, anything seems like it could be possible now. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I don't like this. Uh, Did you guys clone me? Is this a clone? Am I a... Jedi Knight... I, I, I flip out a little bit. Dash Tavak uh, says to Debo Ben, This Mon Calamari has some interesting ideas. They're not ideas, they're facts. But she mentioned the Sith. The yes. Sith. <laughs> the Sith. <laughs> Well, you know, she's not really into the Force all that much. She doesn't she know any better. Uh-huh. The Darths <laughs> and yeah. the Siths. Debo Ben gestures towards a seat in front of a small table. Please sit. Can I make you some tea? No, no, no beverages that are 
poured, please. I, I, I prefer that they exist in bottles that have not been opened. I'm afraid I don't have anything for you, but if you change your mind, this is delicious tea from Endor. Ooh, sure it is. And he takes a little, looks like a hand-thrown pottery piece down from a shelf and turns on some water to, to heat. Okay. Well, I I sit down feeling very tired. It's been a really long day, and I have to kind of go over this a third time with somebody. No, a fourth time. And I, I explain the story. I explain how my evening went and the guys that have been after me and even tell them that I went to go see Pana and got turned away. And they're kind of annoyed that I didn't go to them first, but... Yeah, they're... I, I, I feel like I'm pretty justified in that. You feel like it. Yeah, I, I really strongly feel like yeah. this is a last resort for me instead yeah. of the first choice well, I should have made. not the last resort, because the clones were the last resort. I guess. No, Pana was the last resort. Um, I just didn't know it yet. You finish your story, and Debo instructs Dash, I would like you to stay with young cop. I will go see our friends down at the clone barracks. You you have friends in the clone barracks? Good friends. Why are they such good friends? They are wonderful people, if you get to know them. <laughs> Alright, well, I, I'm just going to have to give you the benefit of the doubt on that one. Each with their own distinct personality. The, uh, you know, what's in a clone, really? I have the feeling we are going to be friends. And someday, <laughs> someday, I will bring you to the clones and you can meet Dice and Teeth and all the other mm. brothers down at the clone barracks. Lovely. They, they sound like great people. They sound like they sound like a great person. Debo ignores that last <laughs> remark and tells Dash to go with you to check on Afka. Well, I thought he went back to his new apartment. He did, but if they were able to find you, oh, why yeah. wouldn't they not be able to find him? Yeah, he uh, definitely could have been followed. But I, I thought I had been, you know, pretty good about keeping my tracks covered. So if they found him, it must have been through the message boards. Clearly, there have been people planted on the message boards to root out those of us who have really found the truth. These are dark times. Yeah. Now, if you don't mind, we should get this taken care of. Please, by all means, after you. Debo leaves his room with his hot tea. Well, he's he's had his tea by now with your whole story. Yeah. And lets you and Dash go before he closes his door. The three of you head down the lift and towards the front lobby of the Jedi Temple. Are they about to make me leave? They want you and Dash... Sanctuary, please. ...to go and check on Afka. Oh, uh, okay, but call him Boss Darth because he gets mad if you don't. Boss Darth. Yeah, don't, don't judge him by the name. He was just a teenager when he picked it. He's not actually, like, into all that Force stuff. Well, he kind of is, but not in a bad way. He just thought it, he was. He thought it was a bit edgy. That's all. <laughs> Based on the Jedi we saw in the prequels, I'm going to say that Desh gets some sort of Jedi servant, possibly a droid, to get him. A, no droids. A speeder, and the speeder pulls up, and Desh is going to drive. Does it have a roof? Yes, it's got a roof. Yeah, I demand a roof. Yeah, all right, it well. has. It has one. You just need to show me where to go. All right. Well, and you drive back towards Dak Avenue. Very reluctantly. Yeah. Because I feel like no matter how hard I'm trying to get away from this area, I keep heading back into it. Mm-hmm. And I direct him back to 
Afka's residence, knowing that he's not going to be very happy. I just let a bunch of people, and I'm probably going to have to try and contact him again through my comm link using our code. Yeah, you pull up in front of Aang's noodle house. In front of Aang's noodle house. And you look up into the window above the noodle shop, and you send... I tell him that the knowledge tree frog soup is really good tonight. And you see the little blue light of the comlink go on and sort of light up the ceiling in that space like you did earlier, but you don't get a response. I would flip a dark side uh, point for that, but you haven't used any of your light side points, so it's just going to happen. <laughs> I, well, you know, I'm kind of just deliberately keeping you from being able to use them. No, that's not how it goes. We make a good story <laughs> by trading them back and forth. Well, um... So that was a trick because Afka and I have a system where we never, we have a series of codes, but we never use the same one try twice. And they, did he respond? Is the he blue light not. his response? No, the blue light, it was like if outside a dark space and you saw the light from a notification on a cell phone on the inside. So I know that he's received the message, mm-hmm. but he does not respond. Yeah. Okay, so the fact that it's a burner code doesn't matter. All right, well, that's... I, I wait a few minutes. Dash is... is your friend, huh? Well, yeah, I see, I see the blue light in his window, but we, we can't just go up there. It, he, he does not want people coming to his front door because, oh dear, that's how people could find him. I don't... what... I don't, this isn't, this isn't good. He, he never takes this long to respond to a code. Perhaps we should go up. Oh man, if he's okay, he's not going to be happy about that. He's, he's a very angsty teenager. All right, I, we, we got it. We got to go up and check on him. So you... I, I have my blaster, my little blaster ready. Okay. My little spring loaded out of my sleep blaster. Dash does not have anything ready. He just, do you, do just you not have a light? In. I thought you dudes carried little, uh, light swords, lightning swords. Where, where's that? It Get is, that out. It is ready if I need it. Okay. And you walk up to the front of Ang's Noodle House, noticing that the address is 777, and walk around the back. And I note that and then immediately try to rationalize it as being a coincidence. Uh-huh. Alright, well, I, I cautiously lead the way up the steps because I know that he's going to have cameras. I don't want to trigger a booby trap because he's got his own place now. His mom's not going to be mad if he's been sent no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no traps near the door. Yeah. So the entrance to Afka's apartment is on the outside on the second floor. And you walk up the outdoor staircase and you notice that he did have a camera in his window, but it has been smashed. That is a bad sign. And the, I don't think we should go in. The... The lock on the door it looks like it's been forcefully broken. There's a little blaster shot. Dash, this isn't good. Something's wrong. Wait here. I'll go inside. Okay. And Dash goes inside. I, I, well, I don't like being out here by myself either. I feel very exposed. I can't believe that. I mean, Afka and I have talked about this, and I realize why he's got an apartment that can be easily accessed from the outside. But he really, I guess he really couldn't afford anything that had interior security. But man, that was a bad move. What's your perception? Not great, right? Nope. Anything? Um, I have one cunning and that's it. Okay, we'll try this. I mean, I'm not very perceptive, but it's pretty easy to see that. 
something's gone down. Do you have any reason why you might get a boost in this current situation? An advantage, you mean? Uh, or... Blue is boost. What am I? What would I be rolling to do? As far as perception goes? Noticing something. A boost would be, I know this area well, and I know a lot of... I Lower Gunga Town? Yeah. Okay, it's close enough to home that, yeah, you can have a boost for that. Okay, cool. You could also upgrade that green die by flipping a light side point if you want. You could turn it into a yellow. Okay. He's saying this because he wants a dark side point. I but... do. So All right, change, well, it's flipped. Change that green, grab a yellow. I've been I've been <laughs> holding both of the the points hostage. and just going to make bad one. stuff happen anyway. <laughs> All right. That's a success and an advantage. And what is this one? Where is it? Okay, just a success. You see a shadowy figure dart between buildings. Oh man, I can't tell if it's got a cloak on. I I'm I feel like he would have changed his wardrobe by now, but all of my senses are on high alert mm -hmm. since I got jumped by a couple of shadowy dudes earlier. And I I go inside, say dash. Any uh, what's going on in here? Uh, it's been here. very, very quiet in here. Nobody's here. This place was definitely broken into. I believe your friend was taken. Oh, man. It does not look like anything was stolen. All right, let, let, let's get out of here. I... Can you... Afka's loft cat I don't see rubs any... against your leg. <laughs> I, I... Oh, man. I can't just leave the cat here. All right, it's coming with us. <laughs> You're really taking... <laughs> well, I'm not going to just leave it there. I don't think it's a good idea to take uh, a cat with us. Why not? You can uh, you can just let it catch mice in the Jedi Temple. You you guys probably need a cat. Well, Afka will want it when we return him to his home. Afka will want us to feed it. <laughs> Fine. And he <laughs> goes up to a cabinet and cat. grabs from food and <laughs> puts it in the cat's bowl. I find a carrier to put uh -huh. the cat in. Oh, you're taking it with you? What? What? Yes. I mean, we don't know how long Afka's gone or if he's coming back. He's got a kitty. I didn't know he had a cat. That was a security breach, in my opinion. But he's got one and we're taking it. You find um, a very interesting backpack sort of thing with a little clear bubble in it that'll fit the cat. Oh, yeah. Those are great. I put on the backpack and, you've and got look a, real cool. You have a loft cat on your back yes. now. They've got big wide faces. I'll search the hollow net. Search the hollow net for, for tips loft on cat. loft cat care. Oh, okay. It's cute. It looks a little bit like a gremlin. Yeah. Are they pretty trainable? Are they friendly? Um, not always. Well, this one is. Yeah. Yeah. I scoop up the loft cat and we're taking it with us. It's going to hunt vermin in the Jedi Temple. If we must. It's what Afka would have wanted. You assume it's, your friend I, is dead. <laughs> well, you should assume I, no such thing. I'm assuming he would have wanted us to take care of his loft cat. We must find him. <laughs> Do you have any idea where they would have gone? Do you want to roll to see if you have any idea where they would have gone? Yes, I do. Um, you can roll streetwise, or I will let you roll lore. Let's do lore since my intelligence is higher. Okay, so that's two yellows, two greens. I didn't make that hard enough. Well, too bad. I do know where they've gone. You have an idea. I have an idea. Well. You, you heard about some people being taken. Yeah. In the lower levels, of course not. Yeah, in the Black Light District. Yeah. I, I'd assume it was Bloodsport, but... But, you know, one of the reasons that I think Afka was so into all the Force stuff was that, you know, he, he told me once that he thought he had a little bit of Force sensitivity to him. I, you know, maybe he really? does, maybe he doesn't. The Jedi usually find 
children with force sensitivity, but it's not unheard of for them to slip through. I mean, what if all these people that have been taken are people who have slipped through the net? It is certainly possible. I mean, you guys don't have eyes everywhere, or do you? We, how how do Jedi figure out this again? It's not like Harry Potter where they just what? know from a magic spell, right? Yeah, that's a great question. They've never addressed it okay. that I know of. Then I'm going to assume that they don't, in fact, know when yeah. every Force-sensitive person is born. Yeah. They don't get they, their Hogwarts letter. They just feel a, a disturbance every once in a while. Okay. When, a, when one they just, pops They somewhere. just go and turn on their Force radar. Yes. Oh, All right. Some, <laughs> yeah, well, a baby apparently, just popped out there that has a Force. You know what? Maybe that just means you guys aren't going to the lower levels enough, right? You guys are sticking around your top levels where your Jedi Temple is. You're not really, you're not going down to the the, the, the bits of Coruscant that are kind of shady, are you? I am afraid they have never been down there. I bet you haven't. But Too busy with a war. <laughs> but he's been pretty helpful, so I kind of cease my grumbling. And so to the Blacklight District? Well, um... I think that, I don't know that that's where they've taken him, but I think that would be the easiest place to get information. I have gotten some information from there before. Okay. I have I have some sources outside of the Net message boards. Okay. Let's head down and uh, you get back in the vehicle. You <laughs> With the Lothcat. With the Lothcat on your Which back. I, I see he's got a, a name tag on. Yeah. The cat's name is Vectivus. Darth Vectivus. He was. Oh, yeah. That's the Old Republic. That works. Yeah. All right. Vectivus. All right. So the cat's name is Vectivus. I call him Vecti. Vecti. And I know, I know Dash is like, why is your friend so obsessed with the dark side of the forest? Yeah. I'm like, because he's, he's 18. So he's 18 and he's got his own apartment now. He's naming himself word stuff in his cat. Where is he getting this information? Did not know that it was readily available outside the Jedi archives. Well, you didn't know about the Dims either, did you? Guess there's a lot y'all don't know. This riveting conversation continues as you <laughs> head down. I am just my oh man, Carp uh, is just becoming so combative. You yeah. know, she started out as this very shy, fragile person, but this conflict has turning Carp into uh, <laughs> conflict has made her strong. Yeah, and argumentative. You get down to the Blacklight District and take a look around. So Dash parks the speeder out front of a bar called Misty Mardigans. Okay. This sort of area, there's lots of neon. Otherwise, it's very, very dark. Mm -hmm. Around here, it's mostly bars and clubs and music venues, that sort of thing. There's tons of people around. It looks like a real party area. Where do we go from here? Well, I have a contact and... You're flipping a light side point to make contact exist? Why can't I just say he exists? You can roll to make him exist or you can flip a light side point to make him exist. You just want two dark side points. I don't. <laughs> yes, I I have a contact down here. I flipped a point. A reluctant <laughs> a flip. A reluctant point. I have a contact for you if you want. Unless you have I, something in mind. I would like mind. to name him. His name is Snoober. Okay. I think Snoober just has a nice ring to it. Okay, tell me about Snoober. Well, Snoober is a Deveronian. Uh-huh. He's very hairy. Okay. Those are the hairy ones, right? They have horns. They're like devils. Yeah, yeah. Um, what are the reptilian ones are? Trandoshans? No. It's Deveronians and then... Oh, Celestin. No, Celestin no, no, no. Those are the guys the... with the jowls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bothan? Barbell. Oh, Barbell, yeah. Barbell, yeah. yeah. 
Cool. We haven't had any of them. Okay. Snoo- um, okay, so Snoover. Snoober. Snoober. <laughs> the Barabelle. Yeah, he's a Barabelle. I hope we're pronouncing that right. I don't know if anybody's ever actually said it out loud. We're the first. It's been a while since I read the Han Solo trilogy, yeah. so I'm it's been kind a while of digging around in my memory. Not finished the Han Solo trilogy yet. <laughs> okay, tell me about Snooper and where you can find him. Well, being a Barabelle, he's uh, cold-blooded. So he, we're we're in the wrong place. We gotta we gotta go to a um we gotta go to the I need I'm gonna go to the hot bar. The hot bar, yes, the hot bar, which has got heating lamps everywhere Uh for the reptilian species, and that's where he'll be. He kind of he owns the place. That's his place. Sounds like that's what the place would be around here. Yes, absolutely. Follow me. Keep a lookout over your shoulder. Keep your lightning sword near you. (laughs) I will keep my lightning sword ready. Uh, Yeah. Thanks. We we go over to the hot bar. Yeah, you head down an alley. You pass a surprisingly seedy-looking used droid store. Which they are all definitely microchipped. Probably. Yes. You just continue until you get to the hot bar. I, I've been here before, so I know how to act. It's Gerben's. Um, Gerben's Skirt. hot bar. Yes. Gerben's hot bar. <laughs> No, it's Snoober's. It's Snoober's hot bar. And the it's two Snoober. the two O's are different shapes and different sizes, like twin sons. Mm-hmm. Because he is referencing Tatooine, which is... Yeah, not everybody would get that reference yeah. because, I mean, who's been to Tatooine, really? I know, no one goes there. Yeah, he's, he's a real paranoid guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, super paranoid. He is... Between you and me, he's a little wackadoodle. Yeah. So right on the front, you can you spot no less than four security cameras all looking at the entrance. Yeah, and you know, I, I've been around here before, so I kind of know how to walk and to carry myself. But a Twi'lek in Jedi robes gets yeah. a little bit of attention, and people are kind of staring at him, staring at us. They're staring at me because I'm around him as we walk by. You know, but what am I going to do about it? I shouldn't get that much attention because Ranoth is a desert world. So I'm used to the heat. Oh yeah, but um, just Jedi robes are very visible. Oh, I had not realized that. He takes his uh, outer robes off and puts them over his his arm. Dude, not in public. Shall we go in? What? What's he wearing beneath? Uh, he's <laughs> no, he's got <laughs> he's, he's got dude. inner like an inner. <laughs> he's, got, like, he's got like a long tunic johns, on. or does he have? No, I I mean like his cloak robe. Okay. He, he's still wearing a tunic. It's like... Sure. Um, <laughs> he's sca- not just disrobing in no. public. He's just wearing pants. Okay. No, he's got he's got a tunic. It looks like it's um, made from some sort of scaly reptile leather. Oh, the Barabelle may not like that. It's, it's, a, it's a native of my planet. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, well. It was not a sentient species. Okay. I I keep walking. I'm carrying Vectivus the cat, mm-hmm. <laughs> which uh, you know he's he's not happy. He's kind of yowling a bit. Yeah, especially mad cat noises when you go in because when you get in there, it is very hot. You know he, uh, he's a cat and he uh, kind of freaks out around reptilians. But so yeah, you go in. It's a sort of a round room. There's a stage at one end. There's and it's an- completely filled with sand. It is staged like almost oh, it's, like it's a, an exhibit at a zoo. Yeah. Okay. Like a reptile house. Okay. <laughs> it's got all these boulders around, and there's these 
fake plants because you know this is way too low into yeah. Coruscant to have real plants, so they're all fake. Yeah, there are and tables around the room, and each one has a big lamp over it. Although some of them are real, but they're just the ones that you can kind of. Yeah, there's some real like succulents around. Yeah, it, it's very suffocating. It's very dry in it's there. It's a dry heat, though. And as a Mon Calamari. It's, it's a little bit difficult for me. Yeah, you're I'm, really going to have to moisturize later. I um, bring out my... I have some oil. <laughs> I put some on my, my face and my hands. Yeah, so looking around, you see all sorts of reptilian species lounging, lounging around. Yeah, They're all basking. You see a couple Nyctos in the corner. You see a pair of Kalish sitting at the bar ordering a drink from a Kosian. You actually spot a Claudite, which is super weird because, I mean, Claudites are probably a big part of your conspiracy, the, the shapeshifters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they've got... Like, so how extensive are their shapeshifting abilities? Can they... Uh, they have to stay the same size. That's about it. How big are they, naturally? Average person size. Okay. But they can, um, like, they can look like a human, or they can, can they like grow hair? They want. They can grow hair and be like a Wookiee, or like a really tiny Wookiee. Maybe. Okay, that's not good, because you know they're really no better than clones. I have a real prejudice against clones. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Seems like everybody who has been on this show really hates the clones. I mean, I know they didn't ask for it. They didn't ask to be cloned. P.S. At this point... I need to re-examine some, you know, prejudices I understand. At this point in Coruscant Nights, I think it's alright to mention that we have... This is our, our three quarters of the way through advertisement. We have a Patreon. And if you like clones, we've got about 20 hours of recording with my brother Doug playing a clone. <laughs> because somebody likes clones out there. <laughs> He's redeeming all clones everywhere. Yeah. Alright, so yeah, there there's a group of Alina in the corner... The Nikto's having a drink. You don't see Snoober easily, but that doesn't mean he's not here. No, he has a private room. Yeah, he's reclusive. Yeah. Where's your friend? Oh no, he he has his own um, suite here. He doesn't really mingle too much. Okay, can we go yeah. see him? Well, follow me. Okay. I'll, I'm sorry, Vecti, but you're gonna have to put up with this a little while longer. And we go down into another section of the building. You head down some stairs. Yes, we head down some stairs. Curve inward. And everything is still very, you know, he's spared no expense. It's all very, it's like stone. Yeah, faux stone walls. There's no metal anywhere. Uh Uh-huh. It's all very warm. You can't go anywhere in this place without there being some kind of heat source readily available. And I lead Dash into a a hallway, and I see some guards outside a door. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he's always got his guards. Um, but they, they kind of know me. Yeah, it's a green Nikto and a weak way. Yeah, they know me. And they kind of nod at me. Mm-hmm. And I nod to them, you know, like we do. But they don't know Dash. No. And I, I introduce Dash and say, he can wait outside if you want him to. Um, He's going to wait outside. All right. Because, you know, I'm, you know me, me and my buddy Snoober, you know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm fine with sleeper. <laughs> so I go inside and... Yeah, you go inside and the room... So it's is it Snoober's office? He owns the place. Yeah. So the room is... It looks like a real cave. There are stalagmites, stalactites. It, his desk looks like it's made out of stone. But it's it, not damp. No, it's like a dry cave. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one of those dry caves. Yeah, you know. There is a crate dragon skull on the wall. You never did ask Snoober whether it was real or not. Oh, I, I don't have to. It obviously is. 
<laughs> and Snoober is sitting behind his desk. Hey, Garp! Oh, man. What are you doing here? Snoober, I am so happy to see you. Snoober's is really big. He's a very large person. He has a lot of teeth. He's got a lot of teeth. Yeah, but I'm not scared of him. No. Snoober, I I have just had the worst day. Oh, yeah? What? What's going on? Well, you know, I've been chased around by the Dims, and I tried to get help from Hana the Hut, and he wouldn't help. Thanks for listening to another episode of Coruscant Nights. Thanks to Nikki for playing on this episode. You can find Nikki's illustrations at nikkismetters.com. Our music is by Mark Eberhardt and Nick Scourin. You can find Nick's music at pro-am.bandcamp.com. You can find us on social media at Coruscant Night on Twitter, Coruscant Nights on Instagram, and you can email us at CoruscantNightsPod at gmail.com. Love the show and want to show your support? Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or visit our Patreon. Be sure to stop by our Patreon for bonus episodes and a whole lot more. Find us at patreon.com slash Coruscant Nights.